It's it's time. It's Giamatti. It's uh, the Hangover, kids. Hangover Part Two. I'm so excited for it. I'm so fucking excited. I loved it. Really? No, no, no. no. But Dan, how are oh, you doing? Okay. How's your okay. day? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. My day's going well. This is a very special morning podcast. Bright and early at eleven ten a.m. Oh yeah. Um, most people have already gone about their days. There's something really nice about waking up early and starting your... Did we talk about this last time where you want to wake up early and start your day early? Yeah. But it's just impossible for me. I can't do it. No, I know. It's not in who I am. I know, me too. Though, recently, because of the rats, I've been sleeping upstairs in a different bedroom. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, I have access to a window before I was in a basement uh, dwelling and light had a very hard time of entering my my room um, but now i wake up at like seven o'clock in the morning because the light pours in on me i wake up i feel great and then i go back to sleep and feel like trash when i wake up two hours later but right i wake up naturally it's kind of a magical thing wow i'm so proud of you yeah i'm so happy for you and your life you 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 live in a basement in uh toronto do you uh do you find the same thing do you find it hard to get up because you're in a basement not as much light yeah i find it like nearly impossible to get out of my bedroom yeah do you find do you find most it different days, when you're at your girlfriend's place uh slightly yeah it's much better slightly. oh my god <laughs> yeah you're just a yawning machine it's not, listen yeah. to you go it's the basement man big yawn big yawn big yawn but yeah no it's definitely easier at my girlfriend's apartment because there's real light you know you're, you're with yeah, the world yeah. at there's, that point there's real light. Is she in an apartment building? Yeah, like a regular apartment building, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> a regular apartment building. Yeah, not a... That's nice. Not, hey, a, can you, not a dungeon. Can you describe it for the listeners at home? Ah, uh, well, it's got two bedrooms, and there's two people that live in it. Also, it has a kitchen. Also, one it has... Per be- one per bedroom? One per bedroom, correct. And there's also... Nice, okay. Um, a cage. There's also uh, a swing. Uh, they're also... A swing? Yeah, there also happens Wait, to be swing? an outhouse in their apartment. So it's just like a regular apartment. Wait, there's a swing? Yeah, a swing in a I'm cage. I'm going to the outhouse. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Um, as you know, just regular outings. I can tell you the room that I'm in right now, I'm sitting across from a... This is, used to be my brother's room, my little brother's room. Uh, there's an alien poster I'm looking s- squarely at right in front of me. Yeah. Um, to my left, there's a collection of uh, little, little photographs and trinkets. Um... One is him in a snake charmer outfit, which, I mean, if we have to cancel my brother, let's cancel him. But he's in a snake charmer outfit uh, with a basket. And uh, there's also a sticker that says um, bots before thoughts because he's part of the robotics club. Ah, very nice. Bots before thoughts. Yeah. Like before thoughts as in T-H-O-T-S? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like before, you know, ladies. I thought they were saying like bros before bots before like thinking. No, no, no. To make a pot, it involves a lot of That's thinking, but it doesn't involve those trashy ladies, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, boss before thoughts. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, but really, there's nothing too much new with me. It's raining outside, I'll tell you that. Um, beyond uh, that, I've just been sitting at home, not watching as much movies, um, and just sitting. I'm really just sitting these days. Really? Yeah, I just get up and I sit. <laughs> Sounds so sad, but I pretty much do the same thing. Also, I got a tattoo. Nice. So that's 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 about. Oh shit! It's about all that's new with me. Did you get the Paul tattoo? No. 
What Paul tattoo? No, what Paul don't tattoo? sound so don't sound a, sound so disgusted <laughs> by the idea. What Paul tattoo? You've dedicated you mean like just hours like... of your life to him. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be great if you and I. Would you get a portrait of Paul tattooed on you? I I would get a stylized thing, or maybe I I would get something related to this podcast. I think I think I like something like something, something from one of the movies that reminds me of like this one of the movies that he was in, or something like that. Yeah, something something that reminds me of this endeavor, or just like a little stylized little picture of his head. You know, I think that'd be cool. I want him like uh, painted like uh, one of those old school portraits. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> like they do of generals. Yeah, and, with like, like Thomas criminals. Jefferson yeah. and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want that. The tattoo. That'd be crazy. We should just get that as merch. Nobody's gonna make it, but we should just get that as merch. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Get a beautiful painting of Paul done. Turn into a, turn into a poster. <laughs> it's like, um, have you seen that that uh, that thing of Bill Murray as like a general? You know, have you seen that? I feel like it's on a lot of pillows and stuff on the oh, internet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that, but for Paul. Um, what tattoo did you get, Sam? It wasn't Paul Giamatti or yeah, his hawk, or it wasn't Paul Giamatti. I got a stick and poke done by a friend, and it's an orange. Okay, it's an orange. It's an orange, a little orange slice. Yeah. Oh, that's really cute. Is it in orange or is it black? It's in black. Could it be a rotting orange then? <laughs> ah, 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 no. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's exciting. Did it hurt? I'm actually... Okay, so I recently posted something on my Instagram story about how I falsely was looking at tattoos because I, I'll, I'll skip the setup, but that was that was basically what I posted. And people started messaging me, and I was in this one conversation, and this guy was like, "Are you actually thinking about getting tattoos?" I was like, uh, "No, probably not. I'm too big of a baby. Um, I think it'll hurt." And he's like, "It doesn't really hurt once the adrenaline kicks in and stuff. Like it, it it's totally fine." And I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. I think I would hurt. I don't like yeah. it when people pinch me. I, I don't like stubbing my toe. You don't have a high like, pain tolerance a tattoo, at all. No, no. it's it's incredibly low. <laughs> it's it my yeah, it's incredibly low. Yeah. Um yeah. It doesn't yeah. it's not that bad. I don't think it's that bad, but like I have a high pain tolerance too. Oh, you do? Yeah. I do have a How did you Okay, first of all, I would say my pain tolerance is low. I I I get hurt when people glare at me down the street <laughs> like if people send a bad look my way i'm emotionally i'm emotionally sensitive up. but i'm uh okay yeah but yeah, i yeah. wouldn't say i, I have a, i have a high pain tolerance you're just a big baby then so how do you know that how do you know that because it doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me that like much. it doesn't hurt it just doesn't bother me as much i think i've seen other people oh, okay. get like stick yeah. and pokes and like ow it hurts i'll put like more mm. like, and for you yeah and much. you're like oh this is great i love it but also i got in like a spot that People say it doesn't hurt a lot because it has muscle. Mm. Mm. Yeah. You're like, I like the pain because it makes me feel something in my life. I am mad. I can't feel mm. something anywhere else. <laughs> well, I'm man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that's okay. That's cool. Uh, you want to get more tattoos, right? I want to get, yeah. Yeah. Ideally, I would like to get more tattoos. Yeah. You want to be like the tattooed man from The Greatest Showman. Is that not true, Sam? I'm going to start questioning you like a journalist. Is that not true? Is that not true? Uh, were you wondering about getting your body covered in paint? <laughs> um, no, it's not true. 
Oh, okay. How many tattoos would you like? Would you like a sleeve? I feel I forget. I, I've definitely heard you talk about this, but I kind of don't remember what you said. I think because I'm a bad friend. I, th- <laughs> I, <laughs> I think sleeves are dumb, personally. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but like, I I would want more just like a collage. You know what I mean? Like a bunch of disparate things, not like a collage. Yeah. Yes, a collage. I don't want. I don't want like. Well, if you think a sleeve, it's like a sleeve is like one thing. Like a, people get like a bunch mm. of fish or like an undersea scene as a sleeve. You know what I mean? I think those are dumb. Yeah. I, that's not for me. I mean, people, other people can have them. It looks nice on them, but I don't want one. Wow. Okay. I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize that, um, that they, sleeves were just one type of design. You should get the Samoan it's like stuff. Co- cohesive. <laughs> the Samoan stuff. <laughs> get a tribal tattoo. Yeah. Oh, Dan, you're such a baby. You talk like tattoos like they're a foreign concept. So many people get tattoos. And you're talking to me like I'm a fucking alien for getting a tattoo. You're so stupid. I'm asking the questions the audience wants to know. You're asking questions like you're a naive little baby. You know what a tattoo is. (laughs) And you know, like, it hurts. Yes, it hurts. And yes, I want a few. <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam, have you thought about getting one of every type of tattoo? Have you thought about Shut getting up. like yeah, a Yeah, we watched Hangover Part 2. By the way, Paul Watch, play the bumper. Let's go. Have you, have you thought about No, I'm in control of the soundboard. I'm so fucking over this. Play the fucking bumper. Would you get a Mike Tyson tattoo, Sam? Like Ed Helms in the movie. I'm not talking until the bumper plays. And follow-up question, would your uh, girlfriend be as okay with it as Ed, Ed Helms' girlfriend was in The Hangover Part 2? Oh, you're being you are actually you're giving me the silent treatment. I don't think I could get a tattoo. I think it would hurt too much. <laughs> Welcome back to Dubai, <laughs> Dubai, Dubai, Dubai. Your one-stop fully academic One stop fully academic encyclopedic source for all things Paul Giamatti. I'm your host, Sam. And I am your host, Dan. Yeah, and if baby. this is your first time joining, I'm a big baby. If this is your first time joining us, yes, I am uh, your co-host, the big baby, Dan Brenneman. Dan, the big baby, Brenneman. Uh, Dan, the tattoo-averse, uh, big baby, Brenneman. Um, and what we're doing here on the podcast is we're watching every single yeah! damn yeah! thing, Paul Giamatti. That's a, that's a great one. That sounds like that you need to put on hurt. your sunglasses, like in um, NCIS, like every yeah! like oh yeah. Oh no, it's I don't know what I'm thinking of. You know, like ah yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. The the big scream. What I'm saying is we're watching every goddamn thing Paul Giamatti has ever been in, and you are welcome to join us on this journey. We're on episode 57, I believe, and today we are talking about The Hangover Part 2. But before we do that, before we get into the absolute chaos and debauchery that is The Hangover Part 2, first we have a little segment we like to do called Paul Watch, where we talk about what's happening with Paul right now. Any Paul news? What's he doing? And honestly... What's hey? What's this guy been up to? He doing it? How's he doing it? You know, what's he spending his days doing? Yeah. Just loving his kids? There has to be more, um, and that's what we try and find out in Paul Watch. So uh, there's been a little bit of news. So let's get into it. Watch out, little bitch! Watch out, watch out, little bitch! Watch out, little bitch! Hey, watch out, little bitch! You get it, man! You get it, man! You 
getting rich. rich. You get it, man. Yeah. You get it rich. Watch out, little Watch out, little hoe. Sam, Dan. did you see that this isn't this? You know what? This story doesn't even start with Paul freaking Giamatti. This story starts earlier. This story starts on YouTube. I get I I have a Paul alert, and I got a bunch of articles this that were like, doesn't part "Did you see with Paul?" It starts earlier with YouTube. It doesn't make that didn't make any <laughs> sense. That didn't make. That's not a time. That's <laughs> <laughs> a place. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to be a storyteller. This story starts before, Paul. It starts on YouTube about a week ago. (laughs) Russell Crowe appeared on a video with GQ and talked about his... uh, It's one of those, like, actor talks about his most famous roles or, you know, stuff like that where they break down and tell interesting anecdotes. They went through Russell um, Russell Crowe's career. Exactly. They kind of do what we do on this podcast, but in 20 minutes. That's what I think Whereas we've done over... (laughs) We've done over fifty-seven time. hours. It would take it would take two days, over two days, to listen to our whole podcast. Oh God, that's terrifying to think about. <laughs> over two days, it would take two and a half days of, <laughs> of real human time that you could you could spend reading a book, learning a skill, loving loving a loving a man or woman. That, that's two and a half days you can never get back. But anyway, Russell Crowe did it in twenty minutes. He went on GQ. And uh, he he shared an emotional anecdote about how he uh, pushed for Paul's success. And and I'll play it here for a second, um, and then we can kind of discuss it. So this is Russell Crowe on uh, Cinderella Man. It was the movie Cinderella Man. Paul Giamatti's mom. Hold on. Did you expect his voice to be so beautiful? It's so rich. It's such a deep, beautiful voice. It's chocolatey. It took me by surprise. It took... It is chocolatey. Okay, I'm going to play it again, but I just had to stop for a second because it sounded really, really deep and it sounded nice. I wish we had his voices. Imagine how many listeners we would have if for 57 hours we sounded like that. It's pretty great. It's really, really nice. We'd have over 100. Here we go. There's a movie Cinderella Man. Paul Giamatti's mom died during the course of shooting a Cinderella Man, and I made her a promise on the phone that Paul was such an incredible actor that he would be nominated. And the studio asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, back the kid. And Paul Giamatti got an Academy Award nomination. What a freaking legend. Back the kid? No, back the kid. Sounds like it's too good. It's too good. That's, that's awesome. I also hope that's what Paul says when like he passes the torch like later on. <laughs> you know? The studio asked back me and I kid. said, back the kid. <laughs> the studio called and said, We're, we only have enough money to, to push for one Academy Awards um, candidate. And uh, Paul Giamatti said, that's not a toy. That's a child's <laughs> plaything. <laughs> You're a toy. <laughs> a toy, a child's plaything. <laughs> that's an inside joke from the podcast, everybody. But, Guys, we do inside but, jokes every once in a while. We get... <laughs> Yeah, fifty-seven. We're all fans we here. We're all friends. Of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought that was really sweet. I'm glad that there's still new anecdotes coming out about Paul and new things to learn. It makes it feel rewarding to be talking about him every other week. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. It's, but also, when things like this come yeah. up, when things like this come up, it's all, I'm always like, how do I? How did I not know Paul? Like I didn't know Paul before this, and now. Like, I feel yeah. like I know everything. And now that there's new stuff, it's like, maybe I got to do more research. Maybe I didn't do enough research, you know? 
Well, it's hard because you know Russell Crowe hasn't come on the podcast. That's true. Yet. That's very he true. Hasn't, he hasn't come on to talk about Paul. So uh, who knows? Maybe we can get him when he's doing his next promo for his next big role or something. Um, but this was sweet. I, I, I liked hearing this, and he did get his uh, Academy Award nomination, and it's kind of a cute story overall. Also, it is a really cute story. Also, I like the idea that um, on like Mrs. Giamatti's deathbed, she was she was like, yeah. put me on the phone with Russell Crowe. <laughs> I want to talk to Russell. <laughs> it just sounds great to me. Or like maybe Russell became friends with Paul or something. Like who knows? But like I just want I just want it to be yeah. like please I just need the crow. <laughs> Let me talk to Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. What's what's uh what's what's Ridley Scott? No, it's not Ridley Scott. Did Ridley Scott do Gladiator? Yeah. Rid- yeah. What's Ridley Scott yeah. like? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen interviews with ridley scott no not he really he's like such an asshole <laughs> oh really yeah he seems like a, I was gonna say, what he's is... so pompous he's so up his own ass he's like well i already did aliens so nothing's really a big deal for me now like oh my god shut i was up. doing commercials for looking... 25 years before this so i understand <laughs> aesthetics <laughs> um who directed cinderella man was it ron howard it was ron howard yeah <laughs> she called Ron Howard picks up the phone first and she's like I want to speak to you get me get me Russell yeah get me Russell the, Ron Howard seems like the nicest guy ever actually but I I directed Apollo 11 <laughs> I want Russell that's not Ron Howard at all oh that's <laughs> what no that's I'm doing three different characters. I figured. I'm I doing figured both. it out. I figured. I'm t- <laughs> I thought yeah, it might you're be confusing because I'm doing three different impersonations. I'm doing Ron Howard, Paul's mother, and Russell Crowe. <laughs> I got really confused because I thought <laughs> I thought Paul's mother mother was your Russell Howard, Ron Howard. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. I, I, yeah, no, no, it's not. Okay. Um, the other interesting thing that I found when I was looking more into Russell Crowe is that did you you we all know maybe this isn't uh, news to anybody Russell Crowe is a big musician do you know this no I didn't know that okay so Russell Crowe let me let me tell you a little bit more he's classic been in rock? a number of bands I bet it's classic rock hold on okay so I have a song here that I'd like to play from you from his latest album he has a number of albums okay okay this is called Testify by, uh, oh, let me look up who's it by. But I want you to guess, yeah, what type of music is Russell Crowe playing? And then we'll play. In but hang on. I'm just like, I'm just wondering. He was such a bad singer in Les Mis, though. Is he singing? I, okay, just play. Yes, just... yes. He's singing. He's singing. So, okay. So this is Russell Crowe and the Ordinary Fear of God. This... <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the song? No, no, no. The song is testified by Russell Crowe and the Ordinary Fear of God. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, Ordinary Fear of God. Here we go. I feel the irons on my wrist <laughs> and lament it's come to this. 
When they hang me from the gallows tree, such as life, you'll hear me hiss. I'm not the reddest handed bandit, yeah, but I'm the one who'll take the fall. The smoking gun's been smothered by the long arm of the law. Chaplin says the end has started. What do you think about this, Sam? I'm going to keep it I low. think I wanted to stop, mostly. <laughs> you wanted to stop? I like... Okay, I'll fade it out. Here we go. I like... <laughs> it has such an amazing buildup. And then he's like, uh, Well, uh, I found uh, an uh, elephant, and I know what I need to do. I like I like Russell. the opening. I don't know. I was kind of like shaking my head at the beginning, and then it started to kind of be like, it was okay groove. And then yeah, Russell yeah. comes bop, in bop, grumbling bop, bop, over bop, top bop, of bop. it. <laughs> yeah, it just... It sounds like that crazy person walking down the street just, like, mumbling under the yeah. breath, you know? <laughs> That's a really shit band name, too. It's a bunch of old dudes. That's why. On my wrist and lament yeah, it's come to this. When they hang me from the gallows tree, like such as life, you'll hear yeah, me I don't like this. I'm not the reddest handed bandit, yeah, but I'm the one who take the Also, fall. I guess it's like a Midwest the theme, like a Western theme. Maybe, maybe we're, we're judging too soon. Maybe we gotta hear the chorus. Okay, yeah. says the end has started and your judgment has begun. Press can lead to God's forgiveness for all the foolish things you've done. You got to have to find some peace of mind before you leave this world. I hope I pray that I may never get what I deserve. Take me down to the river. Take me by the hand. Okay, like this is pretty oh, yeah. I, can, I like it now. Testify. Oh, okay. That's enough of that. But uh, yeah. That, take me down to the river and let me testify. Oh man, Russell, Russell, that, Russell. The, okay, the chorus is not bad. The chorus came through. Yeah, he delivered. He did deliver. Um, is that all the news? Yeah, okay, anyway, is that so that's, that is all the okay. news. Yeah, that was Paul Watch. <laughs> all right, Dan, let's dive in. Hangover Part 2. Paul Watch, well, Paul to Movies, sorry, Paul, sorry. Paul, 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 all day, Giamatti, all day. Okay, well, I'm going to play the bumpers, but let me say this joke first. That was Paul Watch and Russell Wilson. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, little bitch. Hey, watch out, little bitch. You get it, man. You get it, man. You get it, man. Bitch, you get it rich. Watch out, little hoe. What I said was that was Paul wa- Paul Watch and Russell Listen because Paul Watch Russell Listen because we listened to his song. Oh. So you acted like I was. You acted like the joke wasn't good, but it's actually a good joke. Okay. So so Hangover Part Two was made in 2011. It was an American Wait, comedy. Wait, Sam. Movie. What? Sam, are you? Are are we in Paul at the movies? Oh fuck! I thought that was. I thought that was. Was that or that was the Paul watch again? Fuck! We gotta get out of one segment to enter the next segment. Just play the entrance, the new bumper, as the outro for the old bumper, and it's also an intro. Okay. 
Nice. Now we're here. We're at Paul at the Movies, where we talk about the movie that Paul was in that we watched, and that movie is The Hangover Part 2. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> and the first one came out in 2009. That's good. They took two years, made a new movie. That's good. <laughs> this is why people come to the show for expert commentary like that. <laughs> it came out in 2009. They waited two years to make the next movie. That is good. Dash Sam Calderon. That's good. Comma the Paul Giamatti podcast. <laughs> Giamatti, Giamatti, Giamatti. It is. The, that's the commentary we all come to see. It's very important. <laughs> two years. You can't get that anywhere else. <laughs> two years, and I'm ha- I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm happy they did that. But they only took two years so, to make it. Uh, imagine if they took four. Imagine if they took ten. Then they'd be in Avatar territory. Exactly. Too long. We don't like that. That's too bad. Long. That from Sam Calderon. Bad. The next, the next Hangover movie is going to be entirely shot underwater. <laughs> is Avatar two underwater? Yeah, I have not bothered that's... to look into it. I don't really care. Oh, okay. Well, it's all going to be underwater. It's going to be freaking baller, man. I can't wait to see the Navi just swimming around, <laughs> doing like, uh, you know, doing like somersaults and like doing. I, there's going to be like probably like a holding your breath contest underwater oh, in the next movie. It's going to be so good. You know it. He's going to lead them. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> I do care. I just haven't looked into it. <laughs> You're like, that actually sounds pretty It amazing. does sound kind of cool. <laughs> They're gonna like go in. They're gonna go into the water and then let out all their breath, and their big langly, uh, langly blue bodies are gonna float all the way down to the bottom, and then they're gonna swim back up. It's gonna be so. Oh my much god! Fun. Imagine if they ride like flying manta rays underwater. <gasps> yeah, oh, yeah. They, they they hair what, fuck those what, too. That would be so. Imagine them like getting like a blue hairy uh, BJ underwater. Like the Navi <laughs> are just like giving them out. Hairy BJ. Um, I assume that they need to use their hair for all types of um, inner or inter or outer course. They do, and they also poo and pee out of it. That's what we don't see. Shut up! Really? They poo and pee out of it. No, I think they have butts. <laughs> they have, I'm fucking. <laughs> yeah, they have butts. Okay, I can say that's not canon. <laughs> you almost look upset. Not... <laughs> you almost. That's not in Navipedia. Navipedia. Pandorapedia? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Who cares? Isn't it weird that Pandora and Tandoori Chicken sound so much alike? Like, James Cameron, pick something original. Yeah, they don't sound alike. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's so dumb. Okay, Sam, this movie had a budget of $80 million and grossed a a whopping. Usually when we talk about Paul movies, they bomb... (laughs) Luckily, this movie was a Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, and Justin Bartha movie, so so it did just under $600 million worldwide, and it was directed and co-written by Todd Phillips, the famed director of the international smash hit, the best movie of last year, and it should have won the Oscar, Joker. 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 Do you actually think that? Because I, I, I really liked it. Uh, it was all actually. I I I was talking to somebody else about this recently about Joker. I don't remember if I liked or disliked it. I remember that I had an opinion about it, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, okay. Um, so that does it did not stand the test of time in my mind. I guess, but so. I, I think I I think it was fine. Um, I mean, we all know that the famous line. Hey Murray, you want to hear a funny joke? 
I thought I thought his and funny line was, line... "Do you want to know how I get these scars?" Wasn't that his famous line? No. What about what about his be... other famous line? Um, yeah. That my dad stuck this razor in my mouth, and then what about that <laughs> line? What about that one? Do you okay? This is a fun fact. Did you know that in the Dark Knight, we're we're joking about the Dark Knight now. There's a deleted <laughs> Just to let scene you guys know. In the, in the... <laughs> if you have it, context seen it. for you idiots. <laughs> um anyway there's uh so in the movie the joker does a bunch of different versions of how he got his scars right yeah and in a deleted scene there's one where he he let me see if i can find it no no no. okay i i I, it's something like this where he's like do you want to know how i got these scars one day after working a long day in Wall Street sniffing a lot of cocaine, I hopped into the middle of my Porsche and I took it down the street and I crashed it right into the big bull statue on Wall Street. My face split open and that's how I got these scars. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's a little bit much. <laughs> Yikes. That's a little bit much? That's a good thing it was a deleted scene. Yeah. 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 Nolan knows what to pick and choose. Yeah. Um, he was a Wall Street bro in the movie, but then they cut it out. It's too bad. It's too that makes bad. sense. He has up. to have like a bunch of money, right? Yeah, you don't get a he purple to, suit. He burned so much. He burned a lot yeah, of money. That's all custom. Burned a lot of money. I watched a video recently that like did the math on like how much money probably was actually there, or like would have been there based oh, off yeah. of the volume, and it was like mm-hmm. it was like more than like ten trillion dollars or something like that. Oh, really? Apparently. Because it's a big pile of money. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that the Joker, because, you know, he lives up to his name, he's a Joker. Maybe he, like, put, like, a bunch of newspaper and, like, built a, a shell of yeah, the Yeah, like how they do it with grocery stores. Outside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, because, um, you know, then he's just joking with the other guys. And they could be like, oh, my goodness, you burned so much money. He's like, actually, all my money's in the bank because I got to keep making these purple suits. Turns out it's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism is the biggest joke of all. I crashed my Porsche on Wall Street. I'm the Joker. Uh, okay. That's funny. Okay. Hangover so, 2. Yeah. Hangover 2. What, what happens in this movie? Here, want me to give what you happens? want me literally to tell you so fast? I'll tell you so fast. How fast can you tell me? I'll tell you within How fast can you tell me? I'm going to try and I'm going to give myself 5 sentences to tell you everything that happens in this movie, okay? Five sentences? I'm going to use five okay, sentences. Hold, hold on. Can you do it in seconds? Tell me how many seconds so that I can time you. I can't time sentences. My brain isn't that freaking fast. Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll, we'll count out the sentences, okay? Okay, okay. Here it is. Well, okay. Well, I'll count together. If you're at home, count along with <laughs> us. Like, uh, Sesame Count Street. when you Here hear a period, okay? I don't care if you're on the bus, in the subway. You shouldn't be in the subway. There's a goddamn global pandemic. Count out loud. Um, you say swipe or no swiping? Your home. You better count out loud. Okay. Yeah. Swipe or no swiping. Here we go, Sam. Um, okay. There's a wedding, period. One. <laughs> uh, Zach Galifianakis and his friends are blackout. Two. It's in Bangkok. Three. You're, okay. Hang on, I got it. I can I do it within the last two sentences. I can do it in the last two sentences, Dan. I believe in myself. There's okay. a monkey. I just want to say that. I'm not, okay. There's a monkey, and it has a password. Is that a period? Four. Is there a period there? 
Paul Giamatti's in it. It sounded like a question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was scared. The last Paul's one. Paul's in it. The last one. Paul Giamatti is in it. Okay. So let's go through our sentences again. This Five. is the movie. Yeah. There's a wedding. They're blackout. One. Two. There's a monkey. No, they're in Bangkok. Oh, they're in Bangkok. Was, was number three. Three. Four, there's a monkey. Five. And. And Paul Giamatti. And. And. No. What was the end? God damn it. Sim. Oh, my God. One, there, you count, I'll say. Okay. There's a wedding. One. <laughs> they get blackout. Oh, you're just doing the ones that I said. <laughs> yeah, but I'm doing it right. Oh, okay. okay, back to the beginning. There's a wedding. There's a wedding. One. <laughs> they get blackout. <laughs> uh, they're in Bangkok. <laughs> There's a monkey and, and he has a password on, in, it, in him. Right. On him. Yep. Paul's in it. <laughs> Five. Five. <laughs> Five. Paul's in it. Five. Paul's in it. That's all it. you need to know. Paul's in it, and they end up having the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> okay. First of all, my first thing that I was going to say is that you gave yourself five sentences to describe the movie, yeah. and three out of your five sentences, maybe four out of your five sentences, have four to five words in them. <laughs> three to five words in them. Just. Uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I have they're a good attention Bangkok. to detail, Dan. <laughs> pronoun verb subject noun subject i don't know grammar i've uh, that's how sentences okay. i got work, i backed yeah. myself into a corner <laughs> uh, yeah that was good though i think everybody now knows what's that's up really with the, movie. the hangover part that's really the movie that's pretty much yeah. it um but let, uh, i think that's it but but so you said point number five paul's in it but do you know who paul is because Paul plays a character named Kingsley. That's true. Uh, he's a he's he's a, a a criminal in business with Chow, played by uh, the lovely Ken Jeong, yeah. and he does not have uh, much screen time, but does land a big reveal in the third act, which we'll get into eventually. I'm sure. Ken Jeong's like big break was the hang the first Hangover, right? I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I think there's actually like talking about emotional anecdotes. I think there's an emotional story about him struggling and his wife having a disease or something. And then he got that role and it changed his life. Oh shit. But this podcast isn't about Ken Jeong. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is about Paul Giamatti. So let's get back to business. Um, The hangover part two was not reviewed very well. No, Sam, did you know this? Was this trivia that you know (laughs) on rotten tomatoes? Yikes. Yikes. Um, a crueler, darker, raunchier carbon copy of the first installment, The Hangover Part 2, lacks the element of surprise and most of the joy that helped make the original a hit. Big agree. Big agree. Big agree. Big agree. Um, do you want to say what our big friend, uh, Raji Eebs, gave, uh, talked about the movie? What he said about the movie? Sure. The Hangover Part well, he gave it two out of four stars, which is, like, too much. One star too many. 50%. Yeah. yeah. The Hangover Part 2 plays like a challenge to the audience's capacity for raunchiness. It gets laughs. But some of them are in disbelief. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair, Eves. Yeah. That's fair. I guess I I I do think the fr- like the first one genuinely is like I think a really really good comedy. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah. and I think it's gotten more hate since it became like a huge success. But it's like pretty tremendous. And like Zach Galifianakis's character is like actually iconic and like one of the probably like yeah like there's a reason why he became so famous. It's because like. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, but this movie sucks. I this didn't like this movie so very bad. much at all. 
I think it's just because it's exactly yeah. the same thing. Like they didn't try to reinvent it whatsoever. You know, I don't think so. I actually think it's ballsy to be. I think if they had done some other things, you think this movie's ballsy? Into... You think this movie's ballsy? No, I think the concept of just being like it happened again and just getting it out of the way. I think is the only way to move forward with it. I don't think you could do something different. I think you just have to lean into it and just be like, oops, it happened again. <laughs> I don't know. Which I, I thought it was lazy. I thought it was the only good decision made. I don't think there's anything else you could do. What I didn't like about this movie, and I wrote a little bit about diagnosing where I didn't like this movie, yeah. is that I thought it went too over the top, right? Like there's death, there's fingers missing, there's a face tattoo, you know, they're getting shot at. It's like way too violent and over the top. Whereas the first one is like, you know, it was a crazy night. They have like a police car and a baby and a tooth missing, but that's like kind of the level of uh, of insanity, you know? Yeah, but also I think it's just I think it's just lazy to do the same thing because it's just you're not. It doesn't make it exciting, you know. It's like I know what to I expect now. I, I, I've set my my expectations are set, and I'm not. Like, I'm not really going to get surprised by this movie, you know? Well, I agree with you in that, like, they repeat so many elements of the first movie that I think it becomes really lazy. I think if they had the same conceit as the first movie, but found a way to do something different with the blackout time... That's what I mean. It would it's be like, more it's interesting. It's all the, sort of the same. I don't just mean, like, the setup. Like this, You're right. Because, like, what else are you going to really do with the with the premise of The Hangover? Like you can't, there's not a lot yeah. of different, different ways to do it. It could, it didn't have to be a wedding. That's for damn sure. But like, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's also fair. It's all the yeah. same. Got drugged. It's, you know, the, these three guys, the other guy is left behind, <laughs> you know, like it's the same. Truly. It's, uh, they, they find an animal, the monkey versus the tiger. Yeah. Uh, Stu, Stu sings another song in the movie. The monkey's also the, um, baby, the baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say the baby dynamic is replaced by the old monk man. Oh, and, fair. And there's also another there's also another jerking it joke where Zach Galifianakis jerks off the baby and now he's jerking off the old man in the in the bus, the exact same joke. Yeah. Um Stu loves somebody who later regrets he has sex with a male or or a um uh a, prostitute. a, a hooker, I guess, or yeah. a prostitute or a dancer in this movie and before it's the it's the prostitute. Um and Mike Tyson also appears. Um, I'm sure there's more that I could have mentioned, but those are the ones that popped into my head. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. They use like the same devices. They even use the same camera tilt <laughs> off of uh, when they yeah. all take their gases. Yeah. Like it's the same exact camera tilt. But like, oh my god, it was just I just found it boring because it was all the same. You know? Yeah, Which I think is like that's like, like everybody's like... criticism about this movie. And the problem is, I think you could have actually made another good. I think you could have made a good sequel here, and not like, yeah. But but it was not a good sequel. It was quite boring and horrible. Yeah. Um. So do you want to hear a little bit of trivia before we get into like the actual movie? Sure. Let's do a little trivia. Uh, so you said that one of your first comments on the movie is that it was great because it happened two years after. Well, let me tell you this. Development began two months before The Hangover was, Hangover was released um, after the trailer and test screenings were positively received. So um, they must have realized they knew that this shit was going to be a hit. They're like, yeah, we get, we're yeah, going to pump they, out they, like They knew it was going to be good. Yeah. yeah. The writers of the first film decided not to come back because, in quotes, they were done with that story and, in quotes, didn't want to write Hangover sequels their whole careers. Where are they now? No idea. I didn't do that bit of research. <laughs> um, in, 
In July 2009, Zach Galifianakis stated in, in an interview with the Latino Review, uh, this is actually quite interesting. Well, I think we're going to Thailand. The problem with the hangover too is that we have to live up to what we already did. So we get, I think, kind of kidnapped. It has nothing to do with the bachelor party. We're definitely not doing that again, but we do end up in an exotic location. <laughs> Thoughts? He's, <laughs> he's, they're all kind of confused. They're all like, okay, we're just doing the same <laughs> shit in Thailand. And we're not doing that again. Nothing to do with the bachelor party. Whoops, egg on his face. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with and, that. No, 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 no. And then also very interestingly, uh, Mel Gibson was supposed to play a tattoo artist, but the idea was later dropped following protests from the cast and crew. Mm -hmm. He was replaced with Liam Neeson, but then they had to reshoot the scene later and he was busy filming Wrath of the Titans, if you remember that bad movie. Yeah. Um, so the scene was reshot with a different actor and Gibson was apparently furious and a source close to him stated, he doesn't understand why Mike Tyson, a drug user who turned his life around, was given a chance while Mel was kicked to the curb Everybody deserves a second chance. <laughs> Mike Tyson also wasn't anti-Semitic. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So yeah. there's like there's a missing can... there's a missing part of the equation there for sure on med Yeah, Mel I don't think part. we can equate drug use and anti-Semitism raging like raging anti-Semitism uh, as the same. thing. Well, no. Here's the they're thing. Actually, quite different. Mel Gibson. Okay. Mel Gibson's only missing. If there's a Venn diagram, both are yeah. they're both drug users. They're both burly men. What's different is big muscular and yeah. is anti-Semitism. Those are <laughs> that's the only two difference. Yeah, I I guess yeah. The big thing that makes this a different case is the racism. Yeah, yeah. He's a racist. Yeah, it turns out. Anyway, that's funny though yeah. that he was so mad. Well, he was so mad Marina. to be a tattoo yeah, right? that like, tattoo artist. Also, I really want to see. I'm less interested in Mel Gibson being the tattoo artist. I wanted to see Liam Neeson be the tattoo artist. Right. And the other thing is, like, that tattoo artist is only in, like, one scene. Like, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Pick your battles. It's also not like he <laughs> steals the show, either. No. He's not even that funny. No, he's not. <laughs> he's just giving a tattoo to oh a kid, which was, like, kind of funny. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sam, let's talk about this movie. Um... How how does it get started here? What what's what's what happens? Do they get blackout drunk? <laughs> All right, so I got five sentences. So, it, <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, man. They go to IHOP. They're fucking. They want to have their like Ed Helms is getting married, so he wants to have his bachelor party as a bachelor brunch because he doesn't want to get drugged and like he says he's still picking up the pieces from the, from yeah. the last time. Technically, it's been like which is fair. Two years. I think that's. Which is probably fair. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's good writing. Like, I would be a mess if that happened. Well, because me. at the end of the Hangover, he breaks up with his wife. Remember, because his wife was like yeah. an overbearing bitch. Or it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for all the. Did you watch the Hangover, or do you just have a photographic memory of everything that happened? <laughs> just have a photographic memory. I'm just a genius, Dan. <laughs> um, okay. Nice. Yeah, but they, so they so they're doing that, and then he convinces them to invite. Zach Alphanakis back and they go to his house and it's very strange, which actually was kind of, that's probably my favorite part of the movie, to be honest, is when they go to Zach Alphanakis' house. Me too. Okay. House. I, have, I have a clip of this and it was really refreshing to see Zach Alphanakis in this movie. Um, Cause he is just so, I think his character in this movie gets to be a little way too over the top, but in the, when we first meet him again, it feels really refreshing because 
he's just is just just such a classic character. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was also nice to see Justin Bartha, who I love from National Treasure, um, in this movie. And can I play you a clip here? This is how oh, we are introduced the guy, to Justin Bartha. He's the guy Bartha. that stays back, right? He's yes, like the he's clean the guy cut who stays square back. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he knows how to have fun. He's friends with these guys, but this is this is the dialogue that we are introduced to. I forgot to bring my passport. Oh no! Good thing I did it last week. It's in the kitchen drawer. You're the best. Hey, we're a team. No, I mean you are a good guy, like a really good guy. He is a good guy. Here at the Giamatti Podcast, we're big fans of Justin Bartha. We love Justin Bartha. And you know what? He is a good guy, and I love him, and I'm glad that he didn't, uh, spoiler alert, but he doesn't end up blacking out and going into Bangkok. So he's just, like, calling them from the beach. And I say, good. Justin Bartha is an angel and doesn't deserve to be placed in that level of debaucherous uh, entertainment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's, like, the only good decision this movie made is protecting him. Well, he seems boring, truthfully, so I'm glad he stayed back. I. I really like his presence in movies. I, I think he brings a really great dry wit to, to everything that he's in. I, I don't like him that much, but that's fine. You don't like Justin Bartha? No, nobody knows Justin Bartha. Okay? He's the... He's, he's yeah, he's the scientist guy in, in National Treasure, and he was in this as the guy that was stuck on the roof in The Hangover. Call him by his fucking name. Justin Bartha. Riley. No, Riley from National Treasure. <laughs> oh, my God. I will accept Riley or Just, or Justin his real Bartha. name, Justin Bartha. Yeah, Justin Bartha. Um, okay. But then we get to see Alan again, Zach Galifianakis' character. Right. And um, I have a clip of this as well that I can play right now off the bat. Um, I didn't clip too many things from this movie because it's hard with comedies because, like, you don't want to clip actually funny stuff. I don't know. It, it's a tough position to be yeah, in. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so... So this is a clip, though, that I really loved. Um, is it Justin Bartha? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The only clips I have of this movie are just when Justin Bartha calls him and goes, Phil, what's happening? Yeah. Phil, there's a wedding. Phil, your wife wants Phil. to talk to you. Phil. <laughs> anyway, so this is a, a clip called Alan's Invited. Stu would like to invite you to his wedding. Oh, shit. That is it Justin It starts with Justin Bartha. Hold on. Let's pl- My God. I might... I might have an addiction. I, I don't know. I didn't mean to do that. Stu would like to invite you to his wedding. Well, only if you're not busy. Stu. Well, maybe the Jonas Brothers are in town. No, they're in Raleigh Durham that weekend. <laughs> mm. That really, really makes me laugh. Stu, you're inviting me? Yeah, why not? It'll be fun, right? Phil, are you going? Of course. Then it will be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, his delivery is so good. And um, I also wanted to point out that when this movie came out, the Jonas Brother jokes, there's a couple of them throughout the movie, yeah. were probably really hip. Um, and then it, it probably aged not well. And now, about 10 years later, we're watching this movie. Now it's way more hip again. And yeah. It's hip again. Yeah. The jokes worked on me. Now I was like, ha, yeah, that's great. But like two years ago, I wouldn't have laughed. How interesting. I know. And then do you mention burning up at the end of the movie? 
They do. Yeah. They. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. And exactly. I was like, wow. Some deep cuts. We all know about Jonas Brothers. We all love them. We all love the Joe Bros. Um, then they go so to then Thailand. They all go to, they go to yeah. Thailand. God, I don't even want to do this. Fucking, this movie sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so then they go to Thailand, and it's, like, super nice. Um, Stu's, who, Ed Helms, like, wife, she's great, really hot. Okay. She's really yeah. hot. Also, um, and seems so nice. And seems like a sweetheart. Yeah, seems like a, a darling. She's, she's too nice to these freaking deviants. Yeah, and also, it, why is the dad to like? She's rich. She's a wit, rich like Thai lady, and her dad's paying for the wedding. So, yeah. Assumedly, that's what it looks like. Why would you pay for the wedding? Yeah. But he hates her husband. He hates Ed Helms because he thinks he's a coward man. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, he, they call him they call him rice porridge. They think he's like rice porridge. But why would you pay for a wedding if you hated the guy? You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Like he really hates him, but and it's no a resort wedding. It's a beautiful resort yeah, wedding. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, I also like how they address right away. I think Phil talks about how shitty it is for him to have to fly out to Thailand for this location wedding. Because I was gonna say that's gonna be the biggest plot hole if nobody complains about having to pay two thousand dollars to fly to Thailand for a wedding. Yeah, yeah. The one thing that I can say about this movie that's like sort of un. That's ah, related. I like the look of the film. If there's anything to like about the movie, I like the look of it a lot. Okay. I like and why I that? like the grungy green, like uncorrected tungsten look. I like that shit. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did look nice, especially by the end when they're having like all the wedding stuff looks really nice and it's nicely shot. I like I, I like all the stuff in Bangkok. I like all the stuff in like the, the slums of Bangkok. I think it looks sick. Sweet. I like that's it. a good opinion. Nice. Okay. Well, I didn't like this movie very much at all. <laughs> um, anyway, so so um, Stu's brother-in-law, I guess. So this guy, he's like 16 years old. His name's Teddy. He is asked to join for this beer on the beach. Um, and so they have this beer. And then guess what? They freaking wake up and they're in Bangkok. And they don't remember what happened. Um, and Teddy's gone. And Zaka Alphanakis's head is shaved, and Stu has a Mike Tyson tattoo on his face, and Bradley Cooper has his shirt undone, so you can see his hot body, <laughs> and that's that's the big thing. Do you notice how like nothing bad ever happens to Bradley Cooper? What do you mean he got shot? I guess, but that was that was not during the night. He survived the night fine. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh that's true. He never has something comedy happen to him. Nothing comedic happens. Same with the first one. Yeah. No wonder he's the guy who likes to party and is totally cool with them getting like fucked up because nothing ever happens to him. He's hot. And they're not hot. Yeah, he's just the hot leader guy. Yeah. yeah. That's my plot hole. You can't fuck up Hurt Bradley Brad. Cooper, you know? Yeah, he's an angel. Not as much as Justin Bartha, but he's way he's more of an angel than Justin Bartha. Let me tell you that much. Not true. Very true. Uh, not true. Also, Ken Jong dies. So he's there too. They pinch his little dick, oh, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> They say it looks like, Did a, you? what is that little mushroom? Yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then Ken John gets up. Oh. His little dick. I didn't. Oh, I thought it was okay. good. Um, so, yeah, he dies. He does a little bump, and then he dies from an overdose. So they put him in, an, in the ice box. I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. When he's, like, building up, and then you know something's going to happen. But, like, his just dumb expression as he, like, snorts the whatever, and then just, like, crashes into the, to the glass table. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty good, too. Good stuff. Um. So, yeah, so now they got to go look for Teddy because they found his severed finger. 
So obviously they think he's in yeah. with some sort of mob or something. Um, so they start retracing their steps. They they go. What what was the what's the next part? Uh, the so I, I'm just gonna I can just rush through this because I, I feel yeah. like I have a good grasp on it. So they go back to um they they find so they go to the roof first because that's where Angel Justin Bartha was in the last movie. Teddy's not there. They go through their wallets and they find a drink card, like a card for a drink, a drink token to this um to this bar. Yeah. They go to the bar and they find that the whole street has been like burnt down. Everybody's like, get out of here. Like you're not welcome here. Yeah. And then they find next door, they find Stu's picture on the wall of a tattoo shop, like uh, the door of the tattoo shop. So they go into the tattoo shop. They meet not Mel Gibson, not Liam Neeson, another guy. Um, a guy that kind of looks like Mel Gibson. Very similar. Yes. <laughs> very similar to Mel Gibson. Anyways, continue. And luckily on his phone, he has a he has a video of what happened the night before. And they were they started a riot in the street and there's a bunch of police and Stu's running around shirtless and then they hide in the tattoo shop and then he gets a tattoo done on him. Yes. Are you are you with me so far? Oh, you're explaining their night. You're explaining the night, not the movie. I no, that's what happens because he shows them the video, so we so we know that's what happened. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, oh, I see. I then they go back onto the street, and they find an old man who won't say anything in a Stanford hoodie, and that's Teddy's hoodie. Was, was no, no, no. No, they go to the. They have to go to the. They already have. They already have the monk with them. It's so confusing, man. When I was, <laughs> when I was. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. The, when they're they at the, when they're at the, the. Yes, they do. When they go to the t- when they go to the tattoo parlor, the reason why they go to the bar is because they get they get the from the ID from the from. You're wrong. All of his shit. You're wrong. I'm literally not wrong. I'm literally not wrong. They have the monk no, with them this at is the what tattoo happened. parlor. They have no, the monk with you, them at the tattoo parlor. You're so you know fucking why? wrong. Stop, 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 stop. He grabs the monk's wrist and he says, you need to take My him God. to the sanctuary at the other end of the city. Yes, I am fu- fully right. Pull up the movie. No, because they, they get to the bar because they have a drink ticket. What happens is Justin Bartha calls them and says they found Teddy. He's at a police station. I guarantee go, you're wrong. Oh God, it doesn't matter. God. I guarantee you're wrong, but it doesn't matter. Uh, th- so they have the monk. They go with the monk to the monastery. He has a vow of silence. They can't say say anything. Dude, seriously, okay, let's yeah. let's open up the movie. Honestly, I'm kind of down. I am. I'm pulling it. I'm Do pulling it, it up. They, I'm the monk is there. Right <laughs> um. So yeah, I'll keep consp- explaining. So yeah, so that's the monastery, and then they don't get any answers because the monk is under a vow of silence. So Zach Alphanakis meditates, and he realizes that they were at a strip club. So then they go to the strip club. Ah, fuck. Yeah, I'm correct. I know. Shit, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, but what? Okay, but but you're wrong. But you're wrong about the details. So first they get the call from Justin Bartha about the monk. They get the monk from the police station, and then they empty their drink tickets or whatever. Sure. So the so no, Zach Galifianakis meditates, and then um, they they yeah they got to go to the strip club. So they go to the strip club. They talk to uh a stripper that ended up fucking Ed Helms. Uh, she puts her spermies inside of him. He's, he's Yeah, because she has a penis. She has a penis. So she's, we're now entering not just racism, but transphobia in this movie, which is fun. A little bit of transphobia, yep. And then they go outside, and uh, Russian mobsters steal the monkey and uh, shoot Bradley Cooper in the arm. But it just grazed, so then they get some yeah. stitches. They have to... Wait, where do they go after that? 
Uh, Bradley Cooper shot in the arm. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, he tells them that he accidentally drugged them. He had marshmallows that were meant for somebody he didn't like, which was Teddy. And uh, you just keep going. He keep, just them. explain the rest of the movie. Yeah. Just just bring it home. They meet Paul at a restaurant. So yeah. So then they they realize I don't know how, what gets them to the restaurant. There's a lot that happens in this movie, guys, and it's very confusing and really boring. So they go <laughs> they go to the restaurant. Ken Jong needs to exchange his money with Paul later in the movie. We realize Paul is an undercover agent. Should we talk about Paul right now? Or do you want to just fucking... Just, let's just get through the just movie. Just ride it to the end. So Paul's an undercover cop. Takes Ken Jong under into his uh, control. They hop onto a speedboat. Uh. Oh no, they find Teddy in, a, uh, in the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, this movie sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. They find Teddy in the hotel's uh, broken down elevator. Uh, they don't reattach his finger. They, and they drive a speedboat. That used to belong to Jong into the wedding. And uh, then at the end of the movie, Zach Galifianakis Daddy, surprises please, everybody pretty please. with uh, Mike Tyson. Oh my God, look at this. The end. And Mike Tyson sings a really bad baby. song. Wow. Thank you, Sam. That was, that was really important. This <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> and there's a lot that like happens the, in this movie, I, I, and it's very it's very confusing it's hard to follow i guess you do even talk about the car chase i skipped it i skipped it <laughs> you had to there's too much there's way too much um then let's just talk about a couple of things that i think are are maybe important here that might be good topics of discussion before we listen to some clips we got to talk about paul there's That's a why scene we're here Oh, okay. You want to talk about Paul? Let's talk about Paul. How do you think he had? Like, how do you think he did? Well, he was so yeah. He was the undercover cop okay. that was supposed to be some sort of like mob guy. Um, okay. So if we're hold on, let, let's take a step back for a second, all the way back to YouTube. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, let's let's take a step back. Let's go to the beginning. Um, YouTube. <laughs> to YouTube. <laughs> um, so Paul Giamatti plays a character named Kingsley. We know this. Yeah. Let's let's listen to a clip where everybody meets Kingsley, and we can kind of talk about him then, and we can talk about... He's only in really two scenes of the movie, so we can talk about each. So let's talk about this first scene first. Um, here's well, the clip. it's about time. Sit down. Come on, sit, 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 sit. Wow, you guys look like shit. Uh, do we know you? Hey. Take off your fucking hat. You're in a restaurant, for Christ's sake. Come on. Okay, listen. Uh, we have no clue what's going on here. You know, they sell a plum whiskey here. It's fucking unreal. Seriously, it will absolutely fuck you up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You guys already got fucked up, didn't you? <laughs> uh, listen. I'm a little confused. How did you... Yeah, you know what? I'm a little fucking confused. Where's Chow? Uh, Where is Chow? With the fucking account code and the fucking password! Wow. Powerful stuff from Paul. Of course, they have to get him to yell. If you're going to get Paul Giamatti as a cameo, you got to get him to yell. You got to get him to yell, and you got him to... You, you have to get him to do some of his weird laughs. You know, like, <laughs> Here's what I'm telling you! Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Yeah, that's so true. That's <laughs> so true. And it, you know, it, people like to make Paul eat, too. Yeah. And and drink. He's talking about plum whiskey or plum scotch yeah. whiskey or something. And I've heard from, like, just the amount of interviews from about Billions. Like, he's eating in, like, half okay. of the scenes that he's in, apparently. 
He's like Brad Pitt. He loves to eat on yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. You know? But he's good. He's a good. He's a good camera eater. Honestly, he is. And I think that's a hard skill. I think there's I a few like people. A there's a few people that I think are fantastic camera eaters. It's Danny DeVito. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Okay. And Brad Pitt. True. Those are True. three great it. camera so, eaters. Um. So obviously, this role nobody nobody really remembers Paul Giamatti for being being in the Hangover Part Two. No. Let's just put that out there. No. Nobody remembers it. He's in the movie for a very small amount of time, but he does get to do his yelling. He does get to do his laughing. He does get to talk about food a little bit. So he's doing all the hallmark things that you could expect from a performance. Yeah. Um, and in that way, I would say he's doing pretty decent. It seems like he's having fun and he's just kind of phoning it in a little bit, you know? Yeah, it seems like it. It's easy for him. He knows how to do this shit. Yell, yell a bit, eat, a, and- eat like a, eat like a monster and have a, have a good laugh. And there's no expectation of him to have to do more, which is why no. I think it's passable in that, like, he doesn't have to bring his A game, and he doesn't. You know, he gives us his greatest hits, and God damn it, that's all I want. I thought he was good, but he definitely is not putting in a lot of effort. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of one of those things, like, great, I'll go to Thailand, I'll hang out on set with Bradley Cooper and, and Zach Galifianakis and do my scenes and go home. Like, sounds like yeah. a pretty great deal to me. Yeah, truly. Um. So then we move on from that. And so then a bunch of shit happens. What what they have to do is get this monkey that has these codes to give to Paul to finish a, a money transfer between Chow and, and Paul Giamatti's character, Kingsley. Yeah. They do that. They successfully steal this monkey back. The monkey gets shot. They give him a cigarette. They get in a car chase. They get back to the hotel in time for this meetup. And then this is what happens. Hey! Kingsley. Oh, well, well. Well, pizza looking nice. <laughs> well, you've been hitting the gym? Yes, I am, actually. Thank you for noticing, Chow. Hey, guys, have a seat. So this is another case of a movie doing a uh, Paul Weight Watch. Um, yeah, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Somebody else can do the Paul Weight Watch, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he's looking big. He's, he's looking big. I think he's looking fine, you know. I thought he was looking. I thought he was looking much bigger than before. But I, I might cut this out just because we, we made a pact that we'd never talk about Paul's weight again. But uh, I think you can keep it in because we're. I, I think we can just say right now it doesn't matter. We're it not does not matter. Anybody. It does not matter. But I think he. I think he has plumped up. Which is that's scientific. We're a scientific podcast. That's an observation that you can make. Right. As long as you don't say it's good or bad, it's okay. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just it's a it's a fact. It's, yeah, it's a fact. Um, but the movie is saying that he's skinnied out. So I think that's interesting for science to kind of look at. You know, the is mo- it true? The movie saying that he's slimmed out. What? Yeah, hey, Kingsley. Oh, well, well. Well, pizza looking nice. <laughs> well, you've been hitting the gym. Yes, I am, actually. Thank you for noticing, Chow. So, uh, yeah, so he's there, you know, he's 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 having fun. <laughs> There's not much great commentary to be had with his role. There's in the not. Movie, I'll be There's freaking not. honest. No. Um, you know, we've we've been known to dive deep into his roles and what they mean, but in this case, I, I think it's I, I don't think it's um The meaning's right there. You've the, literally heard all the lines that Paul has in the movie. Um, basically it's 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 a it's a stinker it's a stinker by the by the time this podcast is done you will have heard three quarters of all his lines i think yeah he he must have four minutes of screen time most and he's not stealing the show he's not stealing the show at all but he has a he has a reveal (laughs) he does have a reveal 
which we'll get to right now. So they give him the codes, the transfer goes through, and then uh, they ask for Teddy, and then a helicopter. That's your helicopter. That's your helicopter. I thought he was chugging a drink. I'm like, I don't think he did that, Dan. But then they appear, and Chow, a bunch of people like run in, and Chow gets arrested. That was Paul in the movie. That that's it. That was his role. Yeah. Then he disappears. They find Teddy. Stu gets married. His wife doesn't mind that he has a tattoo on his face and slept with him with a with a prostitute or whatever a dancer. she doesn't know that so they don't tell her didn't don't they say something about the sperms or something i, I don't uh he talks about it. demons and then zach alfanakis says what about the semens you mean the semens yeah nice There's, i'm glad the that rhyme you watched joke. the movie right before because yeah it's a good rhyme joke um how would you rate paul in this movie how would you how would you rate this movie and how would you rate paul in the movie uh on the ebert scale for the movie i give it yeah, point five of a star. Even though I don't, th- okay. even though I don't think it gives point five, so I would give zero. Um, okay. Uh, and for Paul, I honestly, I'm gonna give him a four. Four out of ten, Pauls. Four out of ten, Pauls. Wow, I know that's that's intense. That's fine. That's fine. He, You're able. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's what you could do more with a cameo. Yeah. More energy. Break it down. More ridiculousness. Maybe the the maybe the script just didn't have it, you know. Yeah, I think it, I think it was a bad choice for Paul, and I also don't think he was. It just wasn't his A game. It wasn't his A game. No, I, I think some of these things are you know people just ask for Paul, and The Hangover was a hit, so it's like why not do this little role and get some money. Um, like Paul was good. Scale, I think Paul was oh, good yeah. ultimately. Like objectively, he was fine in the role. Yeah, but I expect more from Paul. You know. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Ebert scale, I'd give this movie one out of four. Um, and then on, on the Paul scale, I'll give him five. I'll just do that, that just the middling rating, you know, yeah. 50%, five out of 10 Pauls. Yeah. Um, because I, I agree, you know, he didn't do anything spectacular. The role wasn't written to be anything spectacular. It feels like he wanted to be there and be a part of it. And, you know, kudos for that. All, all respect. Um, but it wasn't, wasn't anything memorable. So. Yeah. It's like, even though The Hangover 2 suck, it's still kind of cool to say that you were part of The Hangover 2. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I also have, like, some of the movies we watch here are really hard to get through. At least this movie was a pretty easy watch. Yeah. Like, it was dumb. I didn't really like it, but, like, the hour and 40 minutes kind of flew by much quicker than many of the other movies that yeah. we are forced to watch. Yeah. This one had a lot of plot. A lot of plot. Which kept it... A lot of Kept plot. it moving. But, yeah. All right. That's the... That's the movie, Dan. What's our next episode? That's the next movie. episode is too big to fail. Too big to fail. Bo- uh, Bob, <laughs> Paul plays Ben Bernanke. Ben Bernanke. He plays Ben Bernanke in Too Big to Fail. So that's what we'll be talking about in two weeks' time. But Sam, before we do that and get out of here, do you want to hear some clips? Oh fuck! I forgot about the clips. Shit! I jumped the shark. I know. I don't know what you're doing. Okay. You're trying to. You're trying. Hey, I'm trying you're being to an end expert it. Expert co-host. <laughs> You're trying to transition us from segment to segment. I appreciate it, but I got my clips. <laughs> Hit them. Let's hear it. I want to hear the clips. Okay. Sure. So this is so this is a clip. Um, and Sam, that's our last clip. That's all. That's all I have from the movie. Unless you uh, wanted to listen to this little ditty again.
Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the Giamatti Podcast. Thank you guys. You can find us. Thank you very much. You can find us on Instagram at Giamatti Podcast. We post really good content there, photos and videos of Paul. Um, you can check us out. That's where to follow us if you want to keep in contact. If you want to message us, send us an email about uh, Too Big to Fail, the next episode, or, or anything else about Paul, you can email us at emailgiamatti at gmail.com. If you want to check us out online, you can go to www.paulgiamatti.ca slash podcast. Yes, we own paulgiamatti.ca. Is there anything else I'm missing, Sam? No, you hit it all. All the socials. We got the website. We got the email. Yeah, guys, please write in. We'd love to hear your thoughts about like future Paul movies or yeah, even past Paul movies. Whatever it is, send us your thoughts. Yeah, send us your thoughts. All right, fade, Sam, the, fade crow. Fade out every the crow. episode. Fade out the crow. Fade out the crow. Down to the river and let me testify. Okay, Sam. With that all out of the way, we will see everyone in two weeks. It's hard to cue it when we're doing these over Zoom because of the current pandemic. Ready? Oh, right, right, right. Bless. Blessed be the Jamadi. One. Right, right, right. One, two, three. Blessed be the Jamadi. Blessed be the Jamadi. Praise Praise be. be. (laughs) That was close enough. Bye. Say bye-bye. Bye. Say bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.